Good morning, good morning. That song that was playing, You Have Rescued My Life, that's a testimony for me. God rescued me, and I'm sure all of you on the line, you can say the same thing. God rescued my life, and I'm never going back. Well, good morning, good morning, and happy, blessed New Year to each one of you. We're back with the prayer call after a time of rest and waiting on the Lord for what he's saying in this new year. And I pray your holiday with family and friends, that it was one of joy and peace. And as we go forward pressing into him, we shall experience his presence and his grace and his mercy as never before. I declare this will be the year God's people, God's people will rise in strength and boldness in an unprecedented way. Our gatherings will become larger and the strength of the church will increase as the church shapes itself awake. I'm referring to the universal church the true church of Jesus Christ. So get ready. Get ready for this year will be one like we've never seen before. We're going to find ourselves, those who are on the Lord's side. Now listen to this. Are you on the Lord's side? Many claim to be Christians, to be believers, to be believers. But are they on the Lord's side? Hallelujah. We're going to find us coming together in unity. Those that are on the Lord's side, because our focus is off of ourselves and our gain, because God said, I will take care of you. So we don't have to think about that. God says, I will take care of you. So we takes our focus off of our own gain, and it's about those, those that are in need of a life, changing experience with Jesus. We are Christ's ambassadors here on this earth with a mission to accomplish for the kingdom's sake. As we all are aware, our nation is in severe need and it's in a valley of decision. Think about it. Dark versus light. Good versus evil. And the church The true church of Jesus Christ has the answer, although much has been tried to silence the church. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for once again giving us another opportunity, another year to preach the gospel, teach the gospel, live the gospel. Impress. Lord, upon our hearts the importance of your truth. May we be bold and speak as you direct, never backing down or compromising. No compromising, no matter the cost. And I ask that you bless our time together this morning. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, let me introduce our team for this morning. It's always good to know who is uh, operating the prayer call. First of all, we have um, 
our sister Kima Joseph. She is our controller. Um, she makes sure that the call is up and running before we come on. So Happy New Year to you, Kima. We give thanks to God for you and your commitment. The shepherds that were placed over New Destiny are Bishop Christopher Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith. They need the wisdom of God more than ever and his mercy and grace to accomplish the plans that God has shown them for this new year. So I ask you, pray for them and their family. Through prayer, put a hedge of protection around them. Pray Psalms 91 and declare that no weapon formed is going to prosper. Hallelujah. My name is Heather Dawson. I am facilitating the call, and I give God the glory for the strength and the wisdom to do so, for another year has come. Hallelujah. And making up the rest of the team is Team Smalls. I always love to be able to say that, Team Smalls. That's so wonderful. A powerhouse couple, ministers John and Sharon Smalls. It is always great to have them. Minister Sharon, she's going to be praying, and Minister John is going to bring the devotion for the morning. So, how is Team Smalls, and how was your Christmas and New Year's? How are you? We're doing, we're doing great, thank you. And we had a very wonderful, blessed, enjoyable Christmas and exciting, very excited about the New Year. Amen. Amen. I like that. You're excited about the new year. That's how we all should be. Not not having the the um attitude, uh, another year. No. It's another year that God has given us. So praise God. I am happy to hear that your Christmas and, and uh the new year was a blessed time and We're going to go forward together. We're going to see changes take place because we're on the Lord's side. Hallelujah. So thank you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Come right now. Use Minister John to share a life-changing word with those of us that are on the call. As Minister John speaks, touch ears that we will hear what you have for us this morning. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Minister John, we are ready for you. Please come. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Happy New Year. Good morning. Today is an uh, honor and a privilege to be here to bring uh, another teaching And so let's sit back, relax, get our Bibles out, our weapons, our swords, and uh, let's see what the Lord has said. And uh, not just see what he says, but what we're going to do. So we're talking about family, family, but we're not talking about just any family. We're talking about a kingdom family, a kingdom family. And to talk about a kingdom family, we have to go where? We have to go to the beginning. And beginning is Genesis 1.28, and I like to go to the Amplified. And in the Amplified, it says this. 
and God blessed them. And who's them? He blessed a man, and he blessed a woman. In other words, he blessed a husband, and he blessed a wife. And how does this blessing look? What what did he do? Granting them certain authority. Certain authority. And he said to them, God is still speaking. Be fruitful and multiply. And what does that mean? He told the woman and man, you're going to be fertile. Now multiply and fill the earth and subjugate it. And what does that mean? Putting it under your power, your authority. And rule over it. Dominate the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and every living thing, every living thing that moves upon the earth. And living thing is animals, not man, animal. So that's the family. In the very beginning, God had it all planned out. This is a kingdom family. So what are the steps to becoming a kingdom family? What are the steps to maintaining and growing a kingdom family? What's the process? Now, for me, the process starts with Proverbs. And if we want to look, we look at Proverbs 24, 3 and 4, and I'm reading from the Amplified. Proverbs 24, 3 and 4. And here's what it says. Through skillful and godly wisdom is a house built. And what does that mean? It's built a life, a home, a family is built. And by understanding, it is established. It's established on a sound and good foundation. And by knowledge and by knowledge shall its chambers of every area in the house, every area in the home be filled with precious and pleasant riches. So this verse is talking about how to build a successful life, how to build a successful home, how to build a successful family. In reading this, one thing it doesn't mention, it doesn't mention anything about love. It doesn't mention love. Because love by itself is no guarantee that you're going to have a successful family. Why do I say that? Well, in our oldest manual, the Bible, we can see that there were families that who loved each other, but they were issues. Take, for example, Cain and Abel, Jacob and Esau, and even Joseph and his brothers. Joseph was sold. He was sold for 20 pieces of silver. The same family that supposedly loved him sold him for 20 pieces of silver. So, take for instance a marriage. Just because someone tells you in a marriage that I I love you, it doesn't mean that 
the marriage is going to be successful. That love that we feel in the very beginning, that, that feeling love that makes you go goo-goo-ga-ga and stay on the phone all night and, and things of that nature, it is not a firm foundation. Not a firm foundation. Another thing it didn't talk about, it didn't talk about sex. It did not talk about sex. As Mary tells us, you can't base your relationship totally, listen to this now, totally on sex and love. You can't. There was a song that I remember talking about love, love to keep us together all through all kind of weather. And then that same couple that wrote that song, they wound up getting a divorce. So those two things by itself does not, will not keep a marriage together. My wife and I, who are marriage advisors, and we've talked with other advisors as well, and, and one of the commonalities that we talk about is couples who they want to get married, they prepare for a marriage, they get all the bells and whistles and suits and dresses and, and food and et cetera, et cetera. They're preparing for the marriage but they do not know how to prepare for the long-term relationship. It is no, no different than, for instance, a, a teenager. They, they want a car. Once they get their driver's license, one of the first things out of their mouth is, I want a car. They want the benefits of getting a car, driving from here to there, et cetera, et cetera. Now they're willing to do all the errands that they didn't want to do in the very beginning. They want a car, but they don't know the responsibility at all in details with that car. The maintenance, the gas, just the total upkeep. And you know, there are people who whose careers last longer than their marriages. You ask somebody how long you've been in your career and their career, and they say, oh, I've been doing this for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And why is that? Many people put in the time, they put in the effort, they put in commitment to their careers, but they don't do the same thing with their relationship. They know how to get married, but they don't understand how to stay married. Those individuals with long-lasting careers, they put in getting the knowledge, they put in getting the understanding, and they put in getting the wisdom for their career. But they don't do the same thing for their marriages. So. What is what is knowledge? What is knowledge? Knowledge, in its simplest terms, it is getting information. Getting information. And 
in that verse, it also talks about getting understanding. And understanding is a confirmation of that information. The confirmation of that information. Now, you can get information but not have understanding. And I gave an example of that when I was in the military and I was in this class and, and I was in a class way above my head. I heard the information. I had the paper and the books, but I could not comprehend. Had all the information right there in front of me, but did not understand it. Did not understand it. The Bible did not say in all that you get get information. It says all that you get, you get understanding. Understand it. How it operates, how it moves, how it tastes, how it feels. Get understanding. Because understanding is a prerequisite for the next level. And the next level is wisdom. And wisdom is the application. The app, how do you apply it? How do you take that information, that knowledge, and apply it in a wise way? Now, I'm going to ask the married couples out there, have you ever had what my wife and I call a a a um, warm relationship where you 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 have a little disagreement, and one of you decide I'm going to take one for the team, even though I'm right, I'm going to go and apologize. I'm going to go and say, please forgive me. I'm going to go and say I was wrong. And what is that? That is wisdom. You're doing that to keep the peace. Just because you're right doesn't mean that it's going to make the situation better. Sometimes we have to say, I want peace opposed to being right. It's not about me winning. It's about us winning. So here, here are some steps. Here are some steps to build a sound kingdom family. And it's going to start with the husbands. It's going to start with us. We husbands, we must cultivate our wives in the same way, in the same way, we have an example that Jesus cultivated his wife. Now, Jesus had a wife, and his wife's name was Ecclesia, the church. And, and, and the word gives us a prime example how to, according to Jesus, to love a wife. And it starts out by saying in Ephesians 5, 25 through 27, I'm going to read it from the message. 
says, husbands, go all out in your love for your wives. All out. And we're going to come back to what that love is. Go all out for, for the love of your wives, just like Christ does for his wife. Exactly how Christ did for his wife. A love marked by, listen to this, giving, not getting. A love marked by giving. So this type of love is about giving, not so much about getting. Christ's love makes his wife whole. What does that mean? Nothing missing, nothing lacking. She is whole. And if there's anything that's broken off, he puts it back together. His word, meaning Christ's words, and a husband's word should invoke her beauty. Even if she's walking around the house with the robe on and this, this old slippers and, and, and whatever, you see the beauty in her. You see the glory in her. And sometimes you may be sitting or standing at a distance and looking at her as she turns around and say, what are you smiling at? And you may say, I'm just looking at you because you're so beautiful. And she may smile and say, boy, just stop it. Everything he, meaning Christ, does and says is designed to bring the best out of her. Everything that he says, everything that he does, it's designed to bring the best out of her, to bring it out of her. It's in her to bring it out of her. You're cultivating her. You are cultivating her, bringing it out. You're dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness. That means, in essence of men, your wife should never leave home without looking good because she is representing who? You. She is representing you. One day my wife and I were at the PX and this lady behind the counter was helping us, assisting us, and she, after finishing, she looked at my wife and said, you're so attractive. And I stood to the side and smiled because I was thinking, that's mine. He's representing me. And it goes on to finish, and that is how husbands ought to love their wives. They're really doing themselves a favor. Why is that? Since they're really one. They're one in the marriage. And it finishes off by saying this, your wife will want to match you. Whatever you do for her, she's going to want to match whatever you do. And in some situations, she wants to do it even better. So, in conclusion, to create a kingdom family, go after knowledge. Go after understanding. Go after wisdom. And you will see that it's a process, it's a lifelong process, you will have a house filled 
with all sorts of precious treasures and fine furnishing. Amen. Amen, amen. What a wonderful lesson this morning. I hope you all were paying attention and that you did take notes. How to build a kingdom family. Hallelujah. That was wonderful. Thank you, Minister John, for that. At this time, I'm going to ask if Minister Sharon would uh, please come and share any requests and as she does and she prays, and I would ask that all of you um, disalign yourself with her and come in agreement as she prays. Mr. Sharon, please. Lord, according to your word, we're to enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courtyard with praise. Thank you for being our God. Thank you, Jesus, for your obedience to the cross, which provides salvation, healing, and overcome victories. Thank you for blessing us with the Holy Spirit, our coach and our comforter. Thank you that you know our names and we're precious in your sight. Thank you for giving, for forgiving all our iniquities. Thank you for healing all our diseases. Thank you for redeeming our lives from destructions. Thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies. What a mighty, what a wonderful God we serve. In this new year, I pray we leave everything dead and not of you in the past. May our latter days be greater than our former days. May every negative thing worn against us die. May our heart's desire be to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. May we grow in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, continuously building our faith. For without faith, it is impossible to please you. May this new year be your manifestation of every hope, dream, vision, desire we're impregnated with. May this be the year of their birth. May we be obedient to your word or in our obedience lives, our success. May you be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father. And there were no prayer requests submitted. Okay. Thank you. But thank you for that prayer. Thank you for that. And we just say thank you, Lord, for hearing that prayer this morning. You know, the prayer of agreement is powerful. It's very powerful because Jesus said to us, at the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. Therefore, this prayer that was prayed, that was uttered right now, has been established and we are setting, we are setting a a um, a pattern. We are setting a pattern to go forward, to be successful in this new year. And so, I thank God, and we believe, we believe that this prayer is establishing things in our lives so that we will be successful as we go forward. Hallelujah. So thank you, Minister Sharon, for that. Before we close out our time together this morning, which has been rich and wonderful, 
I want to go back to Minister John and see if he has any other thoughts that he would like to leave with us. Minister John, do you have anything else? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. So we talked earlier in regards to what we need to build a kingdom family. And what I said was it didn't talk about love and did not talk about sex. But let's talk about love because love is a part of it and a very strong foundation. But the love that we're talking about is the agape love, the unconditional love. The love that we will find in 1 Corinthians 16 that says this. Now, before we start reading it, here's what I want each one of us to do. Every time that we see the word love and any word relating to love, we want to replace it with our own names. With our own names. Because this is going to assist us in establishing that firm foundation. That same love, not emotional, but a committed love that Jesus had for his church. Thirteen, I'm sorry, first Corinthians thirteen. So so here's here's what I did and, and listen carefully. When you replace every word with that it says love with your name, here's what happens. John is patient and kind. John does not envy or boast. John is not arrogant or rude. John does not insist on his own way. John is not irritable or resentful. John does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoice with the truth. John bears all things, believe all things, hope all things, endures all things. John never ends. Can I honestly say that I do all of that? And I must say no. John isn't always patient and kind. John envies sometimes and boasts. Arrogant and rude sometimes. And insist on his own way. You could ask my wife. I get irritable, resentful. But it is my goal to tackle this every day to be patient and kind, not to envy and boast, to be arrogant and rude. Not to insist on my own way and be irritable and resentful. To rejoice in doing wrong. But rejoice with truth. I want to be, bear all things and believe all things and hope all things and endure all things. I want to be there and never end. It's a lifelong process. And when we wake up each morning, we are given the grace and the opportunity to get it right once again. 
We love you. We thank you. Amen. 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 That was that was so good. That was so good. So I say to each and every one of you, do as Minister John just said and put your name there where the word love is. And it is a lifetime process. Do we attain it all at once? No. No, we have to work at it and be conscious of it and ask for the help of the Holy Spirit to accomplish it. So thank you. Thank you, Minister John and Minister Sharon, for this morning. We are grateful to God that we had this opportunity of being together. So I want to close with a word of prayer. Father, many, many have felt like they wouldn't make it till the end of the year due to circumstances and situations in their lives. But praise God, they did. They made it. We thank you, God, that in the midst of our hurts and and those things that we think we can just not go forward any longer, it's painful. You brought consolation and you gave hope to the one that felt so hopeless. This is a new year. It's like a new beginning. We get to do it again, but this time we'll get it right because we're going to live according to the word and the knowledge that comes, that comes from your word. When fear tries to attach itself to us, You came and you stilled our hearts. And when we felt so alone, Lord, you let us know that you were right there. You were right there, that you had never left us. Because that's what you said. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You are everything we will ever need. We will never lack For you are Jehovah Jireh. You are the God that provides. We simply need to come before you and ask and trust in you. So we declare that this is the year your church, your church, the church of Jesus Christ, rises up in full and holy abandonment. We live and move and we have our being in you and in you alone. We thank you for the rich word that we heard today. May we apply it and live by it. Bless your people. Bless them as they go out if they have to. Protect them and guard them and keep them. Protect their homes and their belongings. As the rains come, we pray that no damage will come. We thank you for the rain, but we pray that the rain, the rain is not destructive, but it gives life as water is much needed. 
And we thank you, Father, that we can just lean into you and feel your safe arms around us, that we have nothing to fear and nothing to dread because our God has made a way for us. Hallelujah. Let us give him praise and all the glory. As Kim opens up the line this morning, and we're going to just worship together for a few minutes. Hallelujah. Kim, please open the line. 